JD Talking Sports. It is Sunday, June 25th, 2017. JD Talking Sports. Drop the G on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Also, subscribe on iTunes. Rate me on iTunes. Love to hear from you. Want to hear from you. Need to hear from you. These are things I need. All right, Isaac, you got to go. Now, I read something interesting today. Very, very, very interesting. Hawaii offered a football scholarship to a fifth grader, an 11-year-old near tight, named Titan Lakaden. His father told the ESPN that when opportunity knocks, you answer the door. And they said in the article, even if the door still has child locks. I thought that was... <laughs> Imagine an 11-year-old being offered a scholarship. And it's happened before. You know, they've offered scholarships to... I think Marbury got offered a scholarship at a very young age. And I read a very interesting article today. I'm trying to find it for you, folks. JD Talking Sports, we bring you everything and any... Okay, the Illini... Illinois offered a scholarship... Uh, thank you, Adam Rittenberg, ESPN staff writer, to a 10-year-old football star named Bunchy Young. And I see pictures of him on Twitter. The best, best, the best, the best youth in the country. They've seen his so, uh, highlight videos on social media. Now, they cannot comment on unsaid prospects, the fighting Illini, but offensive coordinator Garrick McGee retweeted Evans' announcement of Young's offer on May 9th. Now, Mike, Young's trainer. Okay, this is Young's trainer. Mike Evans is his trainer. Oh, according to Young's trainer. I'm sorry. Mike Evans of Los Angeles-based Laced Facts Training confirmed the verbal offer to ESPN. He's drawn comparisons to Los Angeles-area youth stars DeAnthony Thomas, who was a burner at Oregon, and Deshaun Jackson, who's had a pretty goddamn good career. He played a cow. And it was previously reported by MaxPreps.com. And they said the growth of social media, Evan said the growth of social media has put players like Young and Havon Finney Jr., a nine-year-old, who Evan said recently received an offer from Nevada on the radar of college coaches at younger age. Now, Evans said it's a new day and age. He actually played safety at Louisville, Nevada. And, you know, he's right. When, when he played, there wasn't a direct connection to the universities like it, it is with social media now. He said, if you saw DeAnthony at this age, you would have given him a look early. When you see Bunchy, you've never seen a kid that age move like that. Now, Evans began training young last year at Lace Facts, which recently opens its own facility in L.A. Now, youth football players from around the area work with Evans, who also promotes them through his social media accounts. He said he's another player, an 11-year-old, who has generated interest from Oregon, Many players play seven-on-seven football in the summer and then with their individual youth teams during the fall season. He says, we're the only organization with 10-year-olds getting scholarship offers. I brand all our kids. I put the videos out. I do photo shoots for our kids. When you see one kid, you think it's a fluke. But when you see two kids from the same program raise his eyebrows, you say, what is going on here? Hey, I, it's interesting. I'm talking about this because I watched One and Not Done about, about Coach Calipari. And after seeing it, Massachusetts, their Final Four was rescinded because of money that uh, Marcus Camby took, which was about 151000 which he had paid back. And then it, it, when he was at Memphis, there was supposedly a test, SAT, that... Oh, my God, I'm blanking on his... On Der- Derek Rose took, 
where they lost in the final that year to Kansas, which they should have won that game, but they couldn't hit free throws. That's another story. They never proved that he didn't take the SAT, but they went ahead and took away a school record 38-win season. And they all talk about how it's bad for basketball and everything, the one done. But he is, he, you know what? I was watching my dad. He said he sees ahead. He kind of like, Calipari like saw a vision, saw something and went with it and took it and ran with it. And it was an interesting documentary. And he had all his players come up when he, um, when we, he got into the Naismith Basketball Hall of Fame. And he kind of was like said at the end, you know, you know, uh, now he doesn't have to be seen as the guy. You know what? It just kind of like, Watching his speech at the end, you realize why these guys will go through a manner for them. And even uh, Bruiser Flint, who took over for him at Massachusetts, said that sometimes he thinks that Coach Cal wants to win more than, than the players do. And he came from nothing. He had a grandfather who died from black lung. His father worked fueling planes in the airport and also a baggage handler. His mom worked at a cafeteria. Came from nothing. And he went to the five-star camp, Howard Garfinkel, and he knew that the only way he could go to college was with a scholarship, and then he worked for Larry Brown Young, and he went to the Nets, and he, 96, he got three years, $15 million, which is a lot of freaking money. And now he is at the where he wants to be. Now he's on this level playing field with all the other guys. You know, I, I watch it. I can see why guys like to play for him. I really do. He pushed all of them. And even Dewan Wagner, I remember from Camden, he told him to go pro after the first year, went sixth in the draft to Cleveland, ended up getting colitis, played one year, but he got a $7.4 million contract. And he said if he would have stayed, he, not got, he wouldn't have got anything. And he told all these guys. He told, uh, he told Murray. Was it Jamal Murray who went to the went to the Nuggets, I think, seventh last year. And he told them if you stay, uh, you know, I'm not letting you stay. He told these guys, you know, you have to take the opportunities when it happens. And Calhoun was talking about it's bad for basketball. John Thompson, all these guys are talking. Well, John Thompson was talking about he won't be more jealous than anything. I didn't hear that, but definitely heard Calhoun saying it's bad for basketball, a lot of guys. And maybe a lot of guys are saying it because, you know, they're jealous. But look at them. Duke, Carolina, all them, they, uh, they're all doing it. They've had one and dones. But he's had four number one draft picks. He had Derrick Rose. He had Carl Anthony Towns. He had John Wall. He had... Davis, Anthony Davis. I mean, amazing how. And then he had the five Walls class. All five got drafted in the first round. And he had said how it was the best. You know how great. You know, the greatest uh, accomplishment at, at, at Kentucky. And Dan Issel, who was the all-time leading scorer, of Kentucky, was saying how it's a disgrace. You know, uh, shot it down, whatever. But he says, you know, how does this not make Brandless come on? You got five guys coming. You're starting five. All get drafted in the NBA draft. What kid doesn't want to go to going to go to a school where everybody gets drafted? And he does all this stuff. He does like uh, pre-camp. He brings in he brings in scouts. He does his own like his own. Um, combine with the player. I mean, he runs it like it's a professional team and he has all the resources at his hand. I say more power to him. More freaking power to him. And I read something today that Tim Tebow is going to be promoted to Mets high class A Port St. Lucie team. Now, when he was at uh, when he was at uh, low A, he was playing against guys. He was seven years old. He's 29. Now he's going to go where the difference is only be at six years. Now, with the previous stop, 222 batting average, 311 on base, and 340 slugging. He said, you know, come on. He is selling tickets. He is bringing in tickets. Do we ever think a 20 is is he going to all of a sudden turn around and get better against better competition? I don't know. I'm not going to 
I think he's selling a lot of tickets. I think we all believe he's selling a lot of tickets. But you know what? Mets right now, not playing great baseball. Hey, you know what? They're about to sweep the... They're about to sweep the... The Giants. They're going into the ninth inning. But the Mets right now... What it went? Mets are 33... Thirty-three and forty-one going into today. They they also just sent a franchise record with forty-five home runs, the most in any month in franchise history. They are ten and thirteen going into today's game in June. So I was, that's what I was like. Oh wow! And thank you, Anthony Dacoma, because that's what I was thinking. I was like, wow, forty-five home runs—that's a record for a month. And then I saw that you know they suck this month. Now one good thing is uh, Degrom. Last twenty-five innings, three runs, two earned runs, nineteen Ks. Lowered his ERA to 3.71. He had his third straight start yesterday, going deep into a game. Eight innings pitched to run seven Ks. That's good for the Mets. And there are a lot of guys, and the, the Dark Knight is on the trading block. Addison Reed could be. Jay Bruce, Curtis Granger. Jay Bruce, man, hit his 20th home run today. He's 271, 20 home runs, 52 RBIs. I know he started, you know, he, when the Mets got him last year, he is busting it out, man. He came off like a bat out of hell. And then they had Rafael Montero filling today for Zach Wheeler. Five and two-thirds, five hits today, a run, two base on ball seven. I mean, I like this stuff. You see a guy, Zach Wheeler's out. Montero, who started the year terribly, comes in and bam, he's getting the shit done. And that's what we'd like to see. We'd like to see stuff like that. Now, Michael Conforto, who's been pretty, you know, he's slumping lately, but he's, you know, he's played better the last couple of games. He got hit in the hand. They said it's a bruise. Thank God he didn't break it because then the whole thing's going to fall to shit. Now, after Monday's day off, they'll return to a five-man rotation. That's what Terry Collins says. And I'll tell you, you know what? Hey, I don't know if anybody wants Dark Knight. I don't think I don't think anybody really wants Matt Harvey on their team right now. He's not playing well. He's not really getting the job done. But, hey, you know what? And then you have the Yankees. Start of the season 21-9. They are 19 and 24 since, but they were down seven nothing today. Did not go. Pineda fell to seven and four. Four four innings, six hits, seven runs, a base on ball, four Ks, three home runs. He's one and two with a 5.85 ERA. Last three starts, five runs or more. Not good. Texas took two or three. Yankees, as I said, they have lost now ten of their last twelve. Sanchez did it a home run, but he did get thrown into third. He had a three-run homer today, 298, 13 home runs, 37 RBIs. It was old-timers day today, which I've never been to, and I've always wanted to go. I think my buddy Frank has been. I've never gone. I've always wanted to go. Aaron Hicks left the game. Now he's going to be on the DL, expected to miss three to four weeks. Ellsbury's on a rehab assignment. Now you have no, you know, know, they didn't want to run Gardner ragged. Now you got Hicks out. Thank God that freaking, I mean, look at Aaron Judge. Aaron Judge, two for three today. Aaron Judge is freaking a beast. Two for three. He's 332 this year. 26 home runs, 59 RBIs. Sanchez in June, nine home runs, 25 RBIs. He's thrown over 36% of the runners against him. Now, I thought this was just interesting. After Friday night's game, they designated Chris Carter. Uh, they released him. He had 204, eight home runs, 23 RBIs, 70 strikeouts and 167 at-bats. That's a lot of freaking strikeouts. But I love what Girardi said about him. He said he gave us everything he had, worked hard, and tried to make adjustments and just never seemed to get on track. That's like a oof. That's what that is. That is a big oof. 
That's a big, you, oof, that's, that hurts a little bit. That hurts a lot. Now, Yankees, man, they've lost four straight series. Tyler Clippard, 12 runs, 10 extra base hits, last nine, last nine outings in 6.2 innings pitched. That hurts. Yankees got to get hate. And Saturday, the 8-1 loss, the average age of the 10 starters, including Luis Sesa, I love saying his name. The starters averaged 26 years, only one one thirty year old and Matt Holiday was the oldest at 37. So they are going more youth moving. They're down 7 nothing. They came back. They almost pulled it out today. They're 40-33. and 33, Still tied for first with the Sox. Right? Aren't they? they are tied for first with the Sox. Actually, they yeah, they're tied with the Sox. Only, only team. Look, you know what's amazing? The Astros... 51 and 25, they're 12 and a half games up in their division. Washington's up nine. Yeah, that's really the Dodgers. It's Dodgers, Arizona, and Colorado all are fighting for playoff spots. I mean, it looks like right now the NL, NL West could have all three teams make the playoffs. Yeah. And Kansas City started terrible. Now they're 537 and 37. They've won 11 of the last 14. I just saw that. They lost today, but still. And Washington lost today, but still they're up nine. Mets are, if they win today, they'll be ten and a half out, which is a lot. And the Cubs, man, 38 and 37. A little post-championship hangover. That's the word I would use. Hangover for that one. Wow. I talked a little, I talked a little Mets, talked a little Yankees. I love my man John McEnroe. He says if Serena played a men's tour on the men's tour, she would be ranked like 700 in the world. This is per NPR. Now, you know, John, I love you. I, lo- I think you're a great guy. You're, I could listen to you commentate about tennis all day. You're funny. You were great in Zohan. You were great in Adam Sandler movies. You're a funny guy. You're great. But I think you really just need to... I, I, I don't know. You know, it sounds like an angry guy when you talk that way. And I feel that Serena is... I, I don't, I'm not saying she beat all the men, but she would beat some men. I was asking my mom, like, what do you think about this? And she says, no, 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 I agree. I, I, th- I, don't, mean, I don't think she'd be top. She'd beat the top, but I think she'd beat men. And men's, and she did, but we did say men's is a different game, but she does have power. I'd be interested to watch. I'd be interested to watch her play. I really would. I think it'd be kind of cool. And Dirk Nowitzki will, will have his $25 million option declined by Mavs, but they intend to sign the 13-time All-Star to a new deal. I think that's a good move. I saw a good doc, uh, E60 today on... The unicorn, Porzingis, who was given it by Kevin Durant, says, I'll take credit for that. And they really talked about his second year was better than the first, but really he didn't. And I, I think a lot of it has to do with the offense. And to think they're going to trade the cornerstone of the franchise. And they showed where he grew up in Latvia. They had a brother before him who died, and th- he had to live for like two kids. His brother, Janice, who is his agent, actually played in the highest level of competition in, in, in Europe. And he lives with his two brothers. And his dad played basketball. You know, it was a cool documentary. He actually had a hoop at home. You know, his brothers never let him win. And when he got drafted, there was a kid, Jordan, who booed him. And he came to one of his camps. And he, he freaking rejected the kid. He was like, oh, no, 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 no. He goes, oh, I had to. I had to. The kid, the, and the kid has 13 jerseys. And my father, we were like, what a spoiled little shit. Who, I, I didn't have, thir- he has 13 Porzingis jerseys. What kid needs, thir- what parents buys a kid 13 Porzingis jerseys? One. You can wash it. You don't need 13 fucking jerseys. Disgusting. And I'm glad he rejected that little kid. But he played on this. Uh, he played against his brothers. They never let him win. 
Never let them win. Now, I coach these little kids. You, you, if you don't, you know, you got to keep their their hopes up. I don't want to dash them, but I could destroy these kids. That's what I said. I, I, I had camp with a bunch of the other counselors who are, I got 25 years on anyway. And they're all from England and Portugal and all over the place. And they'll play soccer. I felt like I was Pele's bastard son. And they were all, that's what I felt like. I felt like I was minor D and they were all professional soccer players. Now, when I play with the kids, I, <laughs> I can move faster. But against these guys, they beat the crap out of me. And my body is beat up. I did seven miles today with my Apple Watch today. It says, you have done blah, 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 blah. It was kind of cool. But I was hurting. I did not feel strong today at all. And how about this? Alon Day, the first Israeli NASCAR driver. Did you know that auto racing was banned until 2011 in Israel? And even when he goes home, there's not many opportunities. So he has to do like simulation or play video games. He, uh, BK Racing, which was 36 in the standings. He was hoping to finish uh, top 25. It did not happen. And he finished 32nd today. I was kind of excited. He's gonna, I think he's going to race next at Watkins Glen, but I was kind of excited. And Michael Conforto, day-to-day after being hit by pitch in the wrist that's good we like that that he's not you know he's i don't want to missing him missing any extra time that he has to and actually that just popped up i did not see wow crazy yes team calling it a bruise thank god thank god and you know i i thought you know and it was interesting talk you know they talked about Porzingis, and now this year they took Frank Nilikina. So they're going European, and, you know, now he's not the same size as Porzingis, and I think Porzingis is going to come back this year and come back like a beast. And they said that they don't think they're going to be able to get Carmelo to leave New York. He has, he holds all the cards. I still don't understand how Phil Jackson freaking gave him a no-trade clause. I, I don't get it. How do you give him a no-trade clause? You gave him all the power. That's just me. Now I talked about Sean Doogie, the five foot three forward. Uh, he played on the U.S. under eighteen team that won the gold medal at the World Championships. Was not drafted. He'll go play for the Badgers. I'm going to keep an eye on him. And I read an interesting stat: on average, one point three players per draft make the NHL. So like four in a three year period. I thought I, was, oh, I said that makes sense, you know. And they were talking about how some teams have a, you know, it's, every team teams have. Good drafts and bad drafts. Well, hey, the Jets under John Idzik, what, all the players? Nobody? That 2000, was it 2012 draft with Calvin Pryor? He's not even on the team anymore? Yeah, where did Calvin Pryor go? He got traded to the the Browns. The Browns, where he might get some, you know, he might play with uh, Jabril Peppers. And I thought this was really interesting. WNBA, there are 144 roster spots for 12 teams. NBA has 450 roster spots for 30 teams. Big, big difference. I mean, it's a tough league. You know, the players talk about how much pressure there is in the league to stay in the league. I mean, there's so many women gunning for the spots. I got to go to some games. Carol and I, we have to get to some games. Now, I didn't get to do trivia questions after the last show. I did not. Did not get to do any. And I was disappointed about that. But actually... My show cut off, and that was that, and that's all she wrote. So I couldn't do it. Now, last last show's trivia question, which I did not answer, name the five golfers to win the career Grand Slam. Five golfers to win the career Grand Slam. Gene Sarazin, Sarazin, 
Sarazin, yeah. Ben Hogan, Gary Player, Jack Nicholas, and Tiger Woods. Only five. Isn't that amazing? Now, tonight's trivia question. What is the longest win streak in all of college sports? What is the longest win? Because I know everybody's going to think UConn, but it's not UConn. Oh, I'm giving it away already. What is the longest win streak win streak in all of college sports? All right. Mets look like they're going to sweep San Francisco. They're off Monday. Yankees, I don't know who they play next. That's a good question. Let me look that up real quick. Yankees are going to play. Do they play tomorrow night? They play, yes, they're going to play the White Sox tomorrow. And it will be Jordan Montgomery versus David Holmberg. Thank God the Yankees are 40 and 33 and the White Sox are 32 and 42. And I just, oh, just, this just came on. Cavs pursuing three-team trade for Paul George that would send Kevin Love to Denver. See, J.D. Talking Sports, we get on things right away. Folks, have a great night. Peace out. I'll talk to you soon.